0: what's up everybody welcome to another episode of rebunked my name is scott coming at you live from nashville tennessee And I'm really excited for this episode tonight. We've got an awesome solution-focused episode tonight, which I always like. You know, you guys know me. We like to get in the slop and talk about all the depopulation stuff that's going on. But we also, like, I feel like we're doing a disservice if we're not also offering solutions. Oh, look at that. See, I just, I didn't even have time to wash my hands. I just came straight from work. I've been painting ceilings all day. And it's just like, bam, here we are on the mic. So, you guys, before we get too far into it, I just want to show you how you can follow and support the show real quick. So, um, start off, head over to rebunk.news. That's the website. Um, you'll see, uh, all the links to all the video platforms we're on. Uh, we stream at rockfin and rumble. And then my friend, Matthew Raymer at content safe takes the stream and uploads it to all my other platforms. Uh, so if you're a content creator and you're trying to get your, uh, show out to more platforms, contentsafe.co or get in touch with me and I'll put you in touch with Matthew. Make sure you subscribe on all your podcast players. So just type in rebunked rebunked with Scott Armstrong and that should pop up. Um, that way you can listen on the go. Um, social media. Uh, pretty much everything is uh, re- at rebunked news. So, Telegram, t.me forward slash rebunked news. Um, we also opened up a t.me forward slash rebunked chat. And that's for all of you to chat amongst each other. Typically, this one is just a feed for me to like push out information, but there also is one now at t.me forward slash rebunked chat. We just opened up um, and it's been a pretty lively conversation in there. So, feel free to hop in there and get in on the action. And then uh, Twitter and Instagram are kind of the other main spots. I don't even know why I have my TikTok up. I don't really mess with TikTok very much. But anyway, uh, also value for value donations at the bottom of the main page. Now, really excited about this, you guys. So as you can see, the big flag behind me, right? The Beavis, are you threatening me? By popular demand, my folks over at Big Frog T-shirts, Ryan, Amanda, big shout out to you guys. They 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 actually made one. They're like, there you go. So they made a shirt for me with that on the logo. So I don't know whose intellectual property is what at this point, but whatever. We're just kind of just going with it and seeing what happens. 16 bucks. You guys, 16 bucks. You can get your own Beavis. Are you threatening me shirt? Okay. There you go. Uh, Also by popular demand, the old classic Truthzilla shirt with a fresh new look. Fauci gave us all AIDS, everybody. There it is. So as if you've been following the narrative for a minute, we know that Fauci gave us all as in the whole world AIDS twice. Now, twice. I should have, I should add twice on there. Fauci gave us all AIDS twice. You guys, V V A I D S vaccine acquired immune deficiency syndrome. Now, like it's just unbelievable. So, got all kinds of shirt designs in the shirt shop. Rebunk.news/slash-shirts, or there's a link to it on the main page. Rebunk.news, so you can't miss it. Go check it out, you guys. They're like 16 bucks each, man. Super cool holiday gift. Uh, can't go wrong. Uh, let's see, we've got uh, reoccurring uh, donations on Subscribe Star. I'm so bad about putting out premium content. It's just like it's just there if you want to be like a monthly donor. And then the give send goes up if you guys want to just drop it, some money in the hat. Uh, let's see the affiliate links are truthtrs.com. TRS is a heavy metal detox spray. I used it about for like a year straight. I just kind of like just stopped re but it's such a fantastic product. Uh, it just absorbs and eliminates all the heavy metals that have accumulated in your system. Uh, for me, I saw a significant improvement with just brain fog. You know, I didn't even realize that I was... Having an issue with that until I use TRS for a minute, and it's just a fantastic product. And then, of course, what we're going to be talking about quite a bit tonight, you guys, is uh, Richard Grove's autonomy class. Um, there's a link in the description below. Um, so follow that link and go through the obstacle course here and see if autonomy is a good fit for you. If you're looking for more autonomy in your life, which is what we're going to be talking about tonight, this is a great place to start. So, all right, you guys. So thank you so much for your patience with that. And without further ado, we're bringing my awesome guest here, Stephanie Kasonin from Autonomy Unlimited. Did I pronounce your last name right? Is it Kosonen?
1: Close. It's Kosonen. Kosonen.
0: Okay. I'll remember that. I'll remember that. Well, how are you doing?
1: I'm doing great. Thanks. Thanks for having me.
0: Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. So we've had a lot of interaction here over the last uh, maybe year or so or something like that. You've been really uh, instrumental in helping me out with a lot of things. And, uh, you know, I know, I know that you've got like big ideas too, and you're doing some amazing things. I really wanted to come on, have you come on the show and kind of highlight what you've been up to, what you're doing. But I'm also really curious about what led you into this. You know, we've, we've talked about it a little bit, but I think highlighting people's stories from working in, like, for example, you were a a journalist. Like, I really Mm -hmm. want to hear more about that. Um, And then just your exit and just maybe your awakening exit and then how you found yourself in where you're at. So we'll get into all that, but uh, maybe, yeah, just, you know, on, on that line, on that, On that note, uh, maybe just tell the folks a little bit about your background and maybe just a little bit about what you're doing these days.
1: Okay, great. So I kind of woke up slowly. I went to college, got a journalism degree, and was exposed to this magazine called ad busters. And I was like, Oh yeah, that the advertising industry, they're out to get us, you know, they're just selling us things that don't uh, work and that we don't really need. So that was like my little mini wake up, like a moment, I guess you call it. Um, then I went to work in newspapers, just small community newspapers around, um, my home County and like three counties so I didn't go far um, and I didn't go big like a daily and that's significant because all those big daily papers are owned by the big conglomerates and mine weren't. I worked for little community like family owned papers Mm -hmm. Um, and one of the main stories that helped me wake up was something that I covered. Um, They were trying to put fluoride in the water of my local county. And the um, Washington State Dental Association—it was like them pitted against this Fluoride Action Network uh, group—and I was just amazed at all that—that that there even was another side to the argument. You know, I grew up like, yeah, you get your fluoride, you go to the dentist, you get fluoride, it's good for you. Um, so that was a big wake-up moment. Like, wow, somebody as you know authoritative as the Washington State Dental Association might not have all the facts. Um, so that was a big wake up moment for me. And then I had a son. Um, so this was many years later, mm-hmm. but another stage in the wake up process was a friend of mine and I both had boys around the same time in our lives. And um, she and I went to high school together. We also went to Wazoo together briefly. Um, and she started posting information on Facebook about aluminum in vaccines. And you know, I'm I've always been open-minded. I had a journalism background. So I was like, okay, I'm going to investigate a little bit. And she posted studies and her own analysis of the studies. And I was once again, blown away, like, wow. So the information my doctor told me might not be everything there is to know. Um, so yeah, I guess that was what originally woke me up and, um, just been looking for community ever since.
0: Wow. That's amazing. Okay. So what year was this about when you started, uh, waking yourself up or getting red pilled around the whole vaccine conversation?
1: Oh, that would have been 2014.
0: Okay. So well ahead of what has happened in the last few years. Like it's crazy. I didn't even get woken up to the vaccine thing until post COVID. I had okay. no idea. Like that was one of my last, uh, kind of last pillars to fall. It's kind of crazy. Like I, uh, when we were doing truth Zilla the show I used to do before this, it was actually Ed who has a similar story where he had kids and they, they had, um, you know, they had one of their, his son was, um, you know, injured by a vaccine. And so they kind of looked into it and that's how they found out about this stuff. And so even after doing truth Zilla, like we were talking about nine 11 and obviously like the new world order is coming, you guys, like everybody, you know, run for the Hills. Like that was what <laughs> we were thinking back in like March or what was it like June of 2020. But, but then like, you know, Ed was telling me, he was all like, but you know, like, this is all going to lead to like vaccine vaccination program, you know, about vaccines. Right. And I was still like, yeah, but isn't kind of like the science settled on vaccines though. Mm -hmm. Like, isn't that like, I thought he was kind of crazy. I was like, yeah, I don't know, man. I think that's maybe a little too far. And then he showed me all these resources and all this stuff and really started red pilling me around the idea that like the whole vaccine industry is just deeply corrupt and on, and all these, like on such, such a fundamentally awful level. And that was a huge red pill for me just in the last couple of years, for sure. So did you have a similar like not in the stomach type reaction to it all?
1: Um, it sort of happened slowly. Like yeah. I still kind of held on to a lot of it mentally. Like, oh, but they still need their this vaccine or that vaccine. Um, it's just certain ones that are bad. Um, and then eventually I just was like, no, I think that they don't need any of them. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm curious how long it took for you having that like guide to show mm-hmm. you about it.
0: Um, well it was, so Truthzilla episode two was all about, um, so the episode one was all about, uh, the nine, uh, tower seven. So basically the whole, uh, Genesis of Truthzilla was like, we were seeing the writing on the wall. We knew like, as soon as like the whole, you know, society shut down, they shut down sports. Like that was a big one for me. I was like, Oh my gosh, like sports are shut down. Like this is not, this is something bigger. They're just throwing away billions and billions of dollars. Right. Like this is, there's something way bigger going on here. Right. And so, and so we, we wanted to start a show to kind of, inform people about different topics like nine, like a uh, September, you know, nine eleven, tower seven, um, MK ultra. Like we wanted to have let people understand some of these other areas of like government corruption and just like awful things that they've done in the past that might lend some credibility to the notion that maybe they don't have our best interests at heart. You know, that was kind of the idea to kind of give people a crash course so they could understand what's going on. I should have just sent them links to, uh, you know, like, um, uh, 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 peace revolution podcast, right? But of course, like <laughs> you know what I mean, stuff like that. But, um, but anyway, so mm-hmm. like the whole idea was just to sound the alarm, get the word out so people could understand and have context for what was going on in the world. That was mm-hmm. like the whole idea, you know. And uh, and so episode two, Ed was like, No, 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 we're doing vaccines. Episode two, I'm like, Okay, all right. And that was like centered around the 1986 childhood vaccine mm-hmm. act, or the, of course, the, 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 the they always like invert it and it's the childhood safety act or whatever the heck it's called And it's like oh, okay right the 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 act that's going to give you full reign to just you know get away with murdering kids like that's what the Mm -hmm. vaccine safety act is right okay so yeah 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 so anyway so but yeah exactly and so like just doing research for that episode in particular and and we were going like oh man like i remember specifically around like polio The polio vaccine, right? Mm -hmm. That's a big one you hear about when when it's like, everyone's like, well, you know, cured polio. It's like, well, let's actually look at this. And so the the, the records for that are actually kept by the CIA. Like the CIA was the one that kept like the stats for polio back through like the 40s and 50s and stuff like that. And we went into like archive.org and found the document that showed the cases the number of cases dropping and we actually because you've seen that i don't know if you've seen that chart where it's like it's like polio cases and then it drops and then it like kind of levels off and then it says you know right at the very bottom of the curve, it's like okay that's when the vaccine was introduced like 1953 yeah. you know what i'm saying <laughs> and so like we went in and found the original document like cia document we were just like tracking it and like plotting it and, like okay like is this true and then like we, we found that that wasn't just like a fabricated chart like that was actually representative of real world data, you know, we're like, Whoa, dude, that's crazy. So it's not what saved everything, you know? Right. So I just, you know, I would wonder if like back then they had people that were kind of like us where it was like, you know, this was happening. And they, they saw behind the curtain and they saw that like this whole vaccine agenda was being rolled out and, and they were trying to, to, to say that it was the vaccine that saved the world. And all these people were like, no, maybe they're all getting, all getting, Deplatformed back then somehow you know
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah i'd like to know the history of that yeah um but it seems i don't know for me i always thought everybody woke up the same way as me Mm -hmm. and like i started listening to my friend on facebook and then started watching the high wire Mm -hmm. and then when this whole coronavirus thing happened i was like oh snap they're gonna go for the uh the vaccine passports with this. That's the whole mm. point. And, uh, you know, and then I started meeting all these other people who were awake to other things and started learning more. So for me, it was the opposite. Like I didn't know about this whole new world order direction that we're mm. headed. I was just like, Oh, they're just trying to control us through vaccines. I didn't see the wider picture.
0: Yeah, totally. Totally. And then, and like a lot of it for me too, was just uh listening to podcasts, really just listening to podcasts. Peace revolution was one of my earlier podcasts, that i i don't even know how in the world i found it but uh i probably started listening in like 2017 i was working at a shot like a countertop fabrication shop we were making countertops just listening to headphones all day and like some of the early ones was like um tinfoil hat sam tripoli was one of my early ones those conspiracy guys gordo that was a big one higher side chats like i started listening to that stuff and, and it wasn't until like after grand theft world that like you know i I'd been watching grand theft world for a while before I connected. Hey, that's the peace revolution guy. Like, Whoa, that's a trip. You know? So, um, so that was, that was, that was pretty cool. So yeah. But, and then here we are like, Holy crap, you know? And uh, I, I don't know. I have a lot of gratitude for stuff. I know that I, I kind of like see two different, I don't know if you want to say classes of people, just two different types of people in the world. Those who kind of just like collapsed and just crumbled under the fear of all what was happening in the world over the last couple of years. And there's those people who like kind of saw it for what it was and really just kind of recalibrated everything in their lives and like took a different direction and kind of leveraged it into a whole different life. You know what I mean? And, and mm-hmm. I can't, you know, that's so much been the case for me. Like um, how has your life changed uh, pre COVID up until now? Or has, have you, have you had that experience?
1: Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, It's great because when I first, um, like realized there was something really wrong going on and that the future was never going to be the same, um, I just met Joshua Hale from Mm -hmm. autonomy. And so there's this really old recording of us meeting. And so sometimes I like to go back and look at that. It's just like the first time we'd ever seen each other. And it was on a, um, a discord group that he created for local people in our area that were not wanting to buy into the new normal.
0: Now, hold on. That was freedom cells, right?
1: that's how we met.
0: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Mm -hmm. Well, I'd love to talk a little bit more more about that too, because we talk about freedom cells a lot on this show. I have a big, you know, I, I, that was my story too. So yeah, but go ahead. Yeah.
1: Well, like I said, I was looking for community ever since I realized that something was up with the vaccine program and my family and friends didn't see that. So I was like, well, who else can I talk to about this stuff? And where can I find information? So I watched the high wire, I would go in the live chat and just look for like, links or community or just like, how can I learn more or connect with people? And I discovered the Corbett report. And then from there, learned about freedom cells. So one on freedom cells, one on the member map, found two people that live near me. And it just so happens that they're both involved in autonomy. And they had both started up a discord group for our local area so that we could actually like take action and meet each other. It wasn't just, like people going on freedom cells and create an account and that's it so i was so happy that they actually took action on their little network that we built Um, so we communicate in discord we like share memes and share events that we're going to go to and we have a monthly potluck Um, so from there we've got like i don't know probably a hundred or more people in our little discord that uh, a lot of them came from freedom cells and then some of them are just you know once we started growing you'd meet people out and about and refer them to this little um, network that we created. So from there, we've got over a hundred people. And then uh, Joshua and myself and about 20 other people started watching the Stefan Verstappen complete guide to forming communities course over a series of weeks. And the last people, it sort of dwindled out the attendance. Um, We'd meet every week, but the last people that were left over after the course was over was about eight families. And we're like, okay, that's our eight. Let's form a little, um, freedom cell slash mutual aid group here. Um, and I forgot what your question was, but.
0: Oh, just, <laughs> just, uh, well, I mean, I guess I did too. Like just, um, <laughs> yeah, just, well, but since we're on the topic of building community, I mean, that's where, uh, I mean, that's just the biggest, that's our way out of this thing. That's our way out of whatever's mm-hmm. going on. And it really, to me, that's where all the hope is like the white pill of this whole situation. It's like, you know, the more we reinforce, like the way you put it, mutual, mutual aid groups, like just having these relationships with people to where, you know, if someone's in a bad spot or if like, you know, something like any worst case scenario were to happen, like we'd have each other's back, you know? And now is the time to build up like that social capital to like have those relationships and then that trust, you know? So now when times are good, this is when, you know, it's on us to do that. And things like freedom cells are just such an invaluable resource for that. So what I would say, you know, anybody that's new to the show, like freedomcells.org, I was, we were just looking for it for those of you that are watching freedomcells.org, like sign up, create an account, go look on the map for a freedom cell in your area. And if there isn't one, you should start one because mm-hmm. that's what it's all about. Because there are, there are people coming from all over the world to, to that website to find community. You know, a lot of people are lonely and they hear about there's this place. Oh my gosh, there's this website where there might be other like-minded people. And they get there, and there's not one in their community, and most people stop short of that. So you could be that person that actually starts it, and I can guarantee you, it's the type of thing where it's like if you build it, they will come. Um, that was pretty much what we did in in, in Oregon. Um, we we were in Eugene, which is about two hours south of Portland, and we uh, we went up to the because Portland had a nice Freedom Cell, the Portland Free Thinkers. Shout out to those guys, um, and they they were doing Freedom Cell meetups, and we went to one, and it was just oh it was so powerful. This was like summer 2020 like in the height of just the insanity like like we were pretty scared like we didn't know what was going to happen you know what i mean like i had no idea we had this crazy election coming up like riots in the streets like in oregon it was particularly um acute you know like it was uh like people that were not going along with the program like you know i was fearful of like i don't know if they were going to roll up like box cars like what's going on here man right. like i don't know you know and i mean you know pacific northwest like it was it yeah. was uh it was, it was extra out there <laughs> so, yeah so, you know, we, we took what we learned from the Portland people and brought it back to Eugene and started our own freedom cell and lo and behold, yeah, we had hundreds of people show up and to this day, big shout out to those guys there. Cause they're still keeping it going and still doing meetups and I'm still in their telegram and it's cool to see that they're still keeping it going. Cause, uh, that was like my little baby out there and it's like, ah, oh. you know, and, and so out here, I haven't quite taken the step to start one or really get much involved with the freedom cell people out here, but definitely something I want to do. So, so anyway, uh. Yeah. So then, and so then, then, uh, Joshua Hale, big shout out to Josh. Um, so he kind of, so at this time, was he already involved with autonomy? You said, Mm
1: -hmm, mm -hmm. okay. And so
0: what, what was your journey into the autonomy sphere? Like,
1: so, (laughs) Okay, so part of our little um, network of local people, um, part of what we would do is in the summers. There's a few members that have some property and like a little bit of a homestead vibe going on at their house, and they would host an agora market where we would invite like everybody that's in the network. Plus, they could like bring a friend or whatever and go to booths. And there was like healthcare and you know food and all kinds of things people were selling and bartering art. It was beautiful, live music. Um, so anyway, Joshua would post up at a table when we would have these Agora markets with something called autonomy, like little cards and like little brochures. And, and then also something about like educating people about freedom cells. And so I was like, well, what is autonomy? Does it have to do with freedom? cells? I d- didn't really know, but I didn't really ask. Um, I was just like, stuck in my, I'm going to be a teacher mode. So I wasn't really that curious about it, I guess. Um, And then one day I went to his house because I needed some extra garden soil and they had like a huge pile and they weren't going to use it all. So I was shoveling soil in my truck and he was like, Hey, so I know you have a journalism background. Would you like to write press releases like as a side hustle? And I was like, absolutely. Um, Wasn't getting very many hours as a sub. I think at that point the schools were closed down. So that Mm that would pencil out. Um, um, So I was excited to hear that I could use my journalism skills and possibly make a little extra money. And he told me that everybody that works for the marketing agency has gone through Autonomy the course. And so he had me go through the obstacle course and learn all about it. And then I was like, oh, yeah, this sounds awesome. Um, But I was still confused. Like Even going through the obstacle course, I was like, what am I getting myself into? Can I handle all this? Like It sounds like a big time commitment, but I'm really glad I did. Um, but that's how I learned about it was from Joshua just kind of recognizing that I had some skills that could contribute to um, the not just the marketing agency, but like the movement, you know, like we're all trying to build something here. So
0: absolutely. And so what season of autonomy did you originally go through season six, six. Okay, right mm-hmm. on. So uh, I'm currently enrolled Well, we are currently enrolled in season eight, which is happening right now. We just finished yeah. week eight. So I this mean, this is the best season. I I can't tell you how grateful I am. Like it was always a dream of mine about to to be able to go and I, and it worked out this time. And I'm just super grateful for everybody there for uh you know for everything. You know, uh, anybody's familiar with Richard Grove and his uh, his style, his technique, his message. You know, it's it's really 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 powerful stuff, you guys. If nothing else, like Grand Theft World, go watch Grand Theft World every Sunday night, or like do what I do. Sometimes I can catch it live, but a lot of times I just uh, I download the replay, and it helps keep me. Sane while I'm like working during the week, you know, I'm just listening during the week and I bite off little chunks of it at a time. So if you guys download it and it's like a seven hour, it's like, wait a minute, it's gotta be some mistake. My phone's glitching <laughs> out here. It says it's a seven hour episode. What's going on here. That's how they roll, man. And, uh, <laughs> An hour and, a day. Yeah, exactly. So just break <laughs> off like an hour a day. It's totally manageable, totally doable. And I just can't recommend it highly enough. So, um, yeah, so I'm, I've been learning so much, like my, I, again, I didn't know what I wanted either out of it. I wasn't sure what to expect. Like, I feel like I have so many irons and so many fires and I feel like there's gotta be something that I can like take and like leverage into something, you know, but I can't quite put mm-hmm. the pieces together. I don't understand like mm-hmm. how to like m- metastasize all of these skills or whatever into something that actually brings in income. Like, I don't understand how to do that. And then, and, and nice so like
1: use of metastasize.
0: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. And it's like, I just, um, and, and I don't know, like even ever since I've been in there, I've, I've taken some leaps in that direction. And it's been like an amazing, amazing journey. And a lot of that has come from from there. And I just, another big piece of it too, is just the community aspect of it. You know, once you're in, you're in for life. And then you mm-hmm. can keep keep showing up, keep, keep meeting the new people, keep building these connections with the people that are there. And I've met so many awesome people already, you know, and, and then like with you. Um, So we first met, because you, why, why don't you tell us, okay, first of all, So you graduated Autonomy, and then you ended up going to work for Autonomy Unlimited, which is then the marketing firm that you were talking about. So tell tell us a little bit about uh, Autonomy Unlimited and then your role within that.
1: Yeah. So um, towards the end of my first season of Autonomy, the course, I started working on one of the Autonomy Unlimited clients' um, accounts. So it was Howard Lichtman, who is Etienne de la Square. Shout out to Howard. Yeah. And um, so I got to um, just write, I was writing a lead magnet. I didn't even know what a lead magnet was. So Joshua told me what a lead magnet was. And um, I wrote up something um, called like five ways the government is a cult. Um, And so that was really fun. And I just had always admired Howard's work. I'd been like watching what the Santa Cruz people were doing from afar on the internet. My friend that I mentioned earlier, who was posting on Facebook about the aluminum in vaccines, um, she was actually a part of that group. And so she was like, I met this really awesome guy named Etienne. And I was like, oh yeah, I know who that is. I've been following him. Um, So then, and that's one of the main ways that Joshua um, originally piqued my interest in autonomy. was like, oh, we've got this client and maybe you could do your press releases for Howard Lichtman. I was like, Oh yeah, that'd be awesome. Um, so where was I going?
0: <laughs> just, uh, what, how you got involved with autonomy unlimited and then like what your role Oh was. yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, so a big part of getting the message out about what he was working on was booking him on podcasts mm-hmm. and they didn't have a person in that role, like specifically just reaching out and doing like PR or, you know, booking. And so I said, Hey, you guys need like a person there, like, right doing just that. And they said, okay, great idea. You're in charge, which is what you'll hear a lot in autonomy. If you have a great idea, you're in charge. So now I've created a job for myself with autonomy. Um, and I call it media relations because I was talking to another autonomy student, JL, and she has a career in media relations. She said, you're not doing PR, you're doing media relations. So I'm like, oh, cool. That sounds cool. So that's what I'll yeah. call it. So <laughs> it's really fun. I get to meet all these um, content creators who I respect and have been following and I get to, you know, help out in this little kind of annoyance in people's lives of scheduling and booking. And it's, you know, it's a pleasure for me. So,
0: yeah, that's such a key role. And Mm -hmm. I can tell you, you know, I just had a situation the other day where I was working with somebody else's scheduler and uh, something happened on their end and the person didn't show up and I messaged him like, hey man, what's going on? And he's like, oh yeah, sorry about that. So it's like, you know, it's one of those roles that like is so vital and so important because if you like, you know, if you mess up, then that's, it can ripple out quite a bit, you know, like, yeah. like that, the integrity thing that Richard always talks about, you know, like being the highest integrity. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, I have a huge amount of respect for it. And then also of course, because that's, you know, all, I, I, I wear all the hats around here at, at Rebunk yeah. News, you guys. All right. So <laughs> News, go support the show, help us hire staff and all that, help the show grow. But at the same time, I love doing this stuff. I love, Mm-hmm. i love i love doing all aspects of it but of course as the show continues to grow like we're gonna need people like you you know in place for sure so in other words i know exactly what that's like oh my gosh it's a lot i mean that is literally a full-time job right there just you know tracking people down getting them yeah. all on the schedule and all this stuff like do you, and this is one of the things i want to talk to you about is uh uh do you, do you enjoy like the the pursuit of somebody? Like if they say, does, do they give you like a sign like Hey, can you get in touch with this person? And then you go out and try to track that person down. Like um, a little bit of that. Yeah. Okay. Okay. We'll
1: have like a strategy meeting. Like who do you really want to talk to? Or Mm -hmm. yeah. So, but most of the time it's somebody that Richard's already got a relationship with. Um, And then some of my clients aren't, it's not only for Richard, like if Autonomy Unlimited has like for Howard, you know? Mm -hmm. So, it's really helpful when you've got somebody who's already made a name for themselves.
0: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Okay. See, there you go. So that, that, that's for sure. So for me, like I see it as like, not, not like, you know, not vindictive is not the right word, but like, I call it kind of Machiavellian where it's like, you know, I kind of like, let's say I want to talk to this person and it's like all the way out there on the horizon. It's like, okay, so how do I network my way to that person? You know, it's just like, I don't know. Is that, is that manipulative? Is that, is that, uh, is that not an integrity to do stuff like that? But I don't know. But the cool thing I talked about this on the show the other night another different show where it's like, to me, it's not uh out of line because like each one of those person people along the way are also really awesome people that I want to mm-hmm. talk to. You know what I mean? And so it's just yeah. like, it's just networking and building those bridges and connections. And, and so, but, but it is a skill. I found like the art of like tracking people down, like in, in being an integrity too. Like, you know, you're not like, stalking them in front of their house or anything like that. It's like you find (laughs) different publicly available ways to, to meet, you know, find them if they're on like Telegram or if they're on Instagram and like, I've had pretty good success with Instagram. Like usually it's Instagram or uh, on their webpage. they usually have a contact form and so stuff like that. So I don't know. I always get like, and then you'll get that email from that one person that you messaged like six months ago and it's Mm -hmm. like, Oh
1: yes. Right.
0: Yeah. I love that.
1: I remember when I first started doing this, I was nervous just to hit send on an email. Mm-hmm. And now I've been on a couple of podcasts and I'm, I'm like, ah, if you guys are just normal people, this is great. <laughs>
0: totally. Oh my gosh. Just total normal people. That's, that's the thing. So it's funny that you mentioned that other thing too, about having an idea and then being assigned that role. Cause I think we were talking about it earlier in the chat. Like I got an idea. I'm like, I'm surprised you guys haven't done this yet, mm-hmm. but I'm like, I don't want to say it because. <laughs> okay. But we'll, we'll talk offline about that. How about that? Um, uh, okay. So anyway, um, so let's see here. So yeah. How to track people down. That's just been, uh, the, the art of tracking people down. I think that's kind of a lot of fun. So, um, so you were saying you guys still do monthly meetups for your, uh, freedom cell freedom community thing out there.
1: Yes. um, We have monthly potlucks and also our local, our smaller little mutual aid group. We meet Mm -hmm. up monthly on a different day of the month. um, And we pay dues to our little uh, mutual aid group. And did I already tell you about this, what we did with our dues?
0: Uh, No, I didn't know about the dues thing. This is interesting.
1: Um, so as part of our mutual aid group, we're like, we might want to buy like a tractor or a wood stove or something for our, our little home base someday. Um, but what we ended up buying was a freeze dryer and we get to like pass it around and take like a month or two with it and then give it to the next person. Um, so I've got a bunch of freeze dried food. It's my turn with the freeze dryer right now. So I'm just going crazy.
0: (laughs) Whoa. Okay. So this is, you're just, you're blowing my mind here. So this is fantastic. So, you know, part of what I've noticed when it comes to you know doing these little meetups and stuff like that it's like okay so now what you know what i mean like Mm -hmm. usually the first couple meetups it's like you do a potluck and you hang out and you get together and everyone's talking about like chemtrails and mk ultra and stuff like that it's like oh my god yeah it's just like you know it's the coolest thing ever yeah and then you do a couple of those and it's like okay now what right yeah Um, we, we we did like farm tours like there were people that would have people out at their farm to kind of check things out uh, people were doing like outdoor survival stuff, um, nature walks, like identifying plants, stuff like that. Um, I know some people are doing like some firearms training type stuff, um, mm-hmm. how to butcher butcher animals. You know, these were all things that, that were, were going on. Um, but still like, I feel like people would show up and they come into a couple and then kind of be like, eh, just kind of Peter out. But mm-hmm. the idea of having dues, that's, that's genius because then it's kind of like a buy-in it's kind of like a cooperative, mm-hmm. like a co-op type thing. Um, and it's interesting too. So one of the, one of the main groups that we were kind of uh, centralized around was the gleaner people out there in Oregon. So mm-hmm. they were, they were like extremely, like, like they were like patriots to the extreme, you know what I mean? And they had their own gleaning organization. And so it was kind of like uh, they were standing up to all the Oregon health authority people. that were trying to shut them down. They're like, Nope, we're not doing it. You know? Um, and, and so a lot of us rallied around them helping their operation, but also, so that was the thing that we paid dues to. So, that's amazing though. Like to be able to then share in like, it's like an investment, an investment in your community too.
1: Right. So wow. I don't know if that would work with the wider, like, cause all the people that converged that we met, like I said, some of us met us, met the group via freedom cells and some were just word of mouth. Yeah. Um, so there's like over a hundred people in that group. I don't know if the dues thing would work with a group that large because how oh, would you yeah. all agree on what to buy
0: sure exactly um,
1: but you know maybe if you had to like rent a space i know there's the liberty house i think that's in connecticut mm-hmm. i met those gals at park Fest this last summer um and i think they do something like that with a little bit of a larger group um but yeah with with our little mutual aid group of eight people it just made sense to want to buy something someday yeah. you know
0: yeah. No, that makes, that makes a lot of sense. So, and, and that's kind of like the, the whole freedom cell philosophy is that you have like your cadre, like your inner mm. cadre of like your eight people, right. you know what I mean? Like that's your crew of eight people. And I guess that's from something. I can't remember what, but they've kind of figured out that Like eight is kind of the magic number when it comes to your smaller cell. And then that eight group like interacts with your intermediate cell, which is like maybe eight clusters in your immediate surrounding area. And then you have your meta cadre, which is like your region or whatever. But but yeah so so but still that's a great idea i wrote that down i'm going to have to follow up on that
1: and the skill shares you guys had the skill shares going on yep, that's another yep, yep. thing that we started doing um so but lately though our our wider group hasn't really been um as active so we're kind of struggling with the same thing you know now that mandates are lightening up and it just doesn't seem as tyrannical I guess maybe is why I don't know and yeah. like at first it was like you'd meet up and it's like these are the first unmasked faces you've seen in months mm-hmm. so it was just such a sigh of relief um yes and now we're like maybe just getting a little too comfortable I don't know I don't know what's going on
0: yeah I know well see now this is this is the time it's like that ratchet effect where it's like mm-hmm. you know the, they, they they ratchet it down and it's like cranked and then it's they loosen it and it's like click 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 as it's loosening and then it's going to ratchet back down again so while we're in that loosening phase right now this is where we strengthen our you know community and we just like stay keep our eyes on the prize you know what i mean and even if even if it let's say everything let's say elon musk is for real he just liberates the whole world right now and, and everybody can say everything everything and we're free and it's all great hey at least we still have our awesome community you know what i mean so Right. I don't see I don't see this as an, as an excuse to back down. In fact, this is where we need to like step up in that regard. So.
1: Yeah, and you know, honestly, I remember feeling when I first got into autonomy like I'm not going to have time to build anything, you know? The yeah. world's going <laughs> to collapse and we're going to have um, an apocalypse and I'm not going to be able to use these skills to build a business. But, you know, since there are these waves And it comes in waves. And right now we're at like a slow period or whatever you want to call it. It's the perfect time. Thank God for autonomy because, you know, this is my third season through and I'm still um, slowly developing what could be my own like personal offering. Like I'm so grateful to be having a job for Autonomy Unlimited while I work that all out. Um, but yeah, slowly, but surely trying to figure out what my offer could be.
0: Exactly. And I'm still kind of there too. I've, I kind of like, like the whole idea of a digital asset. I hadn't hadn't really Mm -hmm. heard that term before. Like, I I see, I see that like, and that was one of the things I I brought up in a Q and a recently, I'm just like, okay, so let's say, I have something that I maybe want to bring to market that that's already just like tons of them out there. Right. So it's like for me, for
1: excellence, exactly. It was always <laughs> like
0: the, so, and then you look at the best and then you like, you don't have to compete with all these people down here that are like, kind of just like cringy with whatever it is they're doing. Like you can compete yeah. at the top, like compete with the people that are like at the top doing it. I'm like, Whoa, that's kind of a good idea. Like one of the things, so I, constantly i shouldn't say constantly because that sounds like a negative connotation i oh i have a lot of people reaching out to me asking for help and guidance and starting podcasts and mm-hmm. i'm like and I, I that's an honor for me to do and i love doing that because that's one of my big messages too is like if you it's on your heart if it's on your heart to like do something like you just got to do it just don't don't stop yourself don't talk yourself out of doing it i almost talked myself out of doing a podcast too back in 2020 because i was like yeah there's so many podcasts out there it's not i mean what what's the point right So there you go. You just do it anyway. So I have the opportunity to do that. I talk like just, you know, maybe a couple times a month. I, you know, do a Zoom call with somebody and walk them through all the things, how you set up your RSS feed and how you, you know, like how to do video, how to do audio, different software, like how to use StreamYard, Zoom. Oh, my gosh. You're my guy then. Yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm
1: thinking about doing that. Well, there
0: you go. So yeah. I thought about like, you know, whether that's doing like a digital asset or doing like a webinar or doing something mm-hmm. like that. I'm like, that would be cool. But I know there's a bunch of people out there because I get Instagram advertisements all the time. They're like, hey, do you want to start a podcast? Blah, blah, blah. Sign up here. Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, so. Yeah. I'm like, oh. Well, I can maybe do it without the cringe maybe. Without the yeah. cringe a little
1: bit. <laughs> yeah. And you've got a niche, you know, in this particular community. Yeah. That's one thing that people are looking for is like, who can I actually relate to that? It's not going to look at me like I've got three eyes when I'm like, I'm in the Liberty community. (laughs) Yeah. This is not mainstream. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And that's the other thing too, is that like in your role and, and I I guess in this role, what I do here, like we get to work with those people. We get to work with the people that we like Mm -hmm. respect and appreciate and are doing good work in the world. So that's, that's huge. That's huge. Um, So what would be like, have you narrowed down like what your well, offering or digital asset or any of
1: that would be? Um, so when I first joined autonomy, I wanted to do something with homeschooling um, like mm. the the style of education that I've been, I don't know, developing, I guess, is really um, inspired by what I've learned since I've joined autonomy um, with the John Taylor Gatto. And a lot of people that I've met in autonomy are like unschoolers and and having just gotten my teaching certificate in 2020, I, you know, have had to kind of wrestle with letting go of a lot of the preconceived ideas I had about education. Um, but it gives me an unique, uh, unique experience because I've adapted a lot of what I was given um, as a student teacher and as a pre-service teacher. Um, getting my certificate um, to be able to work for what I want to do. So my son, he just wants to be outside. And I think all kids just want to be outside and they want to be playing and doing, you know, not sitting at a desk and reading a book or listening to a teacher. So um, I've tried to adapt it to be activity centered and like collaboration Um, And so anyway, my point is, is that I would like to have more children have access to this style of learning, and it's really hard to cobble it together. And I don't think every parent educator should have to cobble it together. Um, There's a ton of resources online and you can get so many great ideas, even just from Pinterest, you know, but, Mm -hmm. um, and that sounds cheesy, but yeah, there's just so many different places you could go. Um, so I want some sort of offering that other like Liberty minded unschooling parent educators can go to this resource and have a community. Um, so we started in autonomy. I don't know if you saw, but I have a monthly event now in autonomy on the forum for parents. And, um, parents to be and educators who want to just talk about like homeschooling and unschooling and share resources. So that's where it's starting. I just want to like find out what do people need? What do they want? And Mm. what resources do they already have? Um, and so we'll take it from there and turn that like monthly meetup that's just inside autonomy right now into a, into a podcast and some sort of like, I don't know, I don't know, some sort of resource for other parents.
0: That's amazing. That's great. Cause I, I try to focus on that on the show a lot. I mean, you see the episodes Mm -hmm. I do with like, you know, different homeschooling type people, you know, even though I don't have any kids yet, hopefully we'll say yet right now, but like, you know what I mean? But, uh, that's something I would love to, you know, I don't know. It's just something that fascinates me because I see like what, I mean, I didn't have, like, I had a great childhood, you know, my, my schooling was great. Fine. I learned a lot. I was a good student quote unquote, right. According to their standards, but then now becoming an adult, Obviously, the, a lot of what we talk about in autonomy is like, oh, my God, like, if, like can you imagine, like, if we spent those, like, whatever, 15,000 mm. hours, like, focusing on, like, entrepreneurial stuff or, like, managing yeah. money or, like, the stuff that really matters in life, like, oh, my gosh, we'd be unstoppable. We'd be like, a, we'd be like, like, the human race would be, I can't even imagine, like, if they actually tried right. to cultivate, like, if there was actually, like, an intention in the world to, like, cultivate the human ingenuitive spirit into, like, something so powerful the way it is like instead it's it's designed to just suppress or just keep you to like a certain ceiling like you, you're allowed to get like this tall but that's it that's it right <laughs> I and mean, they have like literal documents I know Richard knows exactly what I'm talking about like so there was some document in the 70s written where it talks about like you know let's 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 not get not, not let them get too smart like they can mm-hmm. only get this level of smart like just smart enough to operate the machines but not and they want to like,
1: prolong your adolescence they literally ooh, say that
0: yeah wow yeah. See, like, this is what I'm dealing with guys. So like autonomy is so important. Like whatever age you're at, like, I feel like, I mean, it's just been, it's been so, I mean, that was a huge frustration for me. Like I remember post COVID, you know, having just like major, like existential just shifts in my view of the world. And like, I was like, I need to, I wanted to do something different. You know, I wanted to be able to start a business and have autonomy. but I had no idea where to start. Mm -hmm. I had no idea where to start. I didn't know what that looked like. I didn't know what the first step even was. And obviously I had so much fear around it and I don't know what happened, but like, I just feel so blessed that like, when I moved to Nashville here, like while I was applying for like nine to five jobs, I just literally made a post saying like, Hey, I'm available for handyman work. If anyone, anybody needs some help, just figured I'd bring in some income while I was looking. And that has turned into a full-time thing. And I've literally started my own company just By accident, you know what I mean? And like, and so now I'm just like, it's so weird. Like, I just feel so blessed with that. But like, it was just literally just this thing that just materialized in my life, something that I was so, you know, I desired so much in my life. And then it just happened like by accident, really, which is so weird. But like, I know that most people can't just like accidentally start a business. So, like, (laughs) you know, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I, I just, I just, there's still a lot of mystery around it. And so, um, I think obviously, like if people are looking for that autonomy in their lives, or, or first steps, or just rewiring your brain, like that was a big thing that the first like four classes of autonomy really focus on is just like rewiring your brain out of that mentality. You know, the scarcity mentality, the idea that like there's only so much that I can ever achieve, or 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 the the paycheck versus the entrepreneurial mentality. Like one of the biggest breakthroughs for me is like I, I mean, maybe I thought this intuitively, but you know, the way Richard articulated it, it's like, I'm not trying to give away too much, but maybe it's good to give people some tidbits, you know, Well, I I
1: need the I every season that I've gone through autonomy, I need those first four or five weeks, because I always um, end up finding one area of my home that is just like, Bugging me, or one area that's just so messy, but it needs to function, and you know, it gives you that time to like get your house in order, get your mindset in order, and then it just, whew, you're like learning about digital assets and the yeah. tech stacks and how to start a business online, and yeah, so yeah, those first four weeks really set a good foundation.
0: That's awesome. I want to pick your brain about a couple specifics here, but. Yeah. Uh, but 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 just the the just to wrap up that last thought too is just really just the idea of like one of the big breakthroughs is like okay in your life if you're working for somebody else if you're having like a clock in clock out type of job like if you need more money if you have a new bill if you have a new expense like your only hope is to beg for a raise or get a second job like that's it mm-hmm. like you're pretty limited in what you're able to do but the entrepreneur mentality is literally you have this directly proportional relationship between like your effort or what you put out there and what you can bring in. Like, it's just, it's like, Oh yeah. It's like literally limitless, limitless. Like you can have like some sort of consulting job where you make like, like he was was like using an analogy of like, you know, a hundred thousand dollars a day, like doing some stuff. I'm like, what are
1: you even talking about? Like,
0: what is that? (laughs) Like, come on. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know
1: more offers out there. Yeah. Yeah,
0: exactly. Who knows? And so, so that, that was like, okay, okay. Now we're talking here. So when I was coming into the course, you know, uh, the people were throwing around these terms, like uh, like a lead magnet. Uh, what was it? The funnel, the the lead funnel. Is that what it is? What's it called? I can't remember. Anyway, these are these are new concepts to me, and it's like I'm just like so fascinated. I'm like, okay, I want to learn all about this. But uh, one of the big ones that I kept hearing people mentioning right out the gate, and I've heard you talk about, is the idea of copywriting and how Ooh. I guess you can make like a decent living just doing copywriting. Like I still kind of don't really quite understand it. So can you tell us a little bit about what copywriting is and like how that's, uh, how you've, um, kind of, uh, used that in your life, I guess.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, you, you write copy and copy is just, um, what's ever on the page. And I used to write, um, like news editorial style when I was a journalist, but if you're writing copy, if you're a copywriter, you are writing basically advertising copy copy, like marketing copy. Um, and it's been, um, a really overlooked skill. I think that really anybody, if you can put words together and it makes sense, you can get really good at it and make really good money because everybody needs copywriters. You think about like looking at a website, somebody wrote all that, mm-hmm. um, yeah, anything that in all the lead magnets, like you said, um, those need copy eBooks, those need copy. Um, so anybody, um, who wants to get started, that's a really good place to get started. There's copywriting and video editing. Those are the most in demand things I think.
0: Interesting. Well, I got the video editing. I'm working on that, but I definitely (laughs) want to look, I want to look into the copywriting thing. You know what I mean? Like that seems like a great, you know, next move for sure. I kind of do that a little bit, I guess, in a way, kind of already with, with T-Lab over there. Yeah.
1: Well, yeah.
0: And then, yeah. And then the episode descriptions. Yeah, totally. Mm So, yeah, totally. I got a lot of experience with that. I didn't even realize it. That's crazy. And it's like, um. So yesterday I went on the yearly wrap up episode of the union of the unwanted. Right. And, uh, and what we were talking about was like predictions for 2023 or predictions for what's coming next. And there was a lot of doom and gloom. And I'm like, like my contribution, I had to leave early. So I was only only able to be there for a few minutes, but my contribution was like, well, I feel like 2023 is like this, the year of us to like get as much autonomy as possible. Like I'm like, dude, like what else do we need? Like we've, we have all the evidence. We know that it's, coming Mm -hmm. off the rails real fast. Like we need to do everything we possibly can to get more autonomy in our lives, whatever that looks like. And there were some people Mm -hmm. from other countries and I was trying to put it out there, like here in America, like, yeah, you can just start a business and just kind of like, you know, like I was curious what the restrictions were. There was a guy from Finland, a guy from the UK, a guy from Canada. And I was like, what does that look like in your guys' countries? And, um, you know, they were saying that obviously it's probably easier to do that sort of thing here in the United States. But then I'm just thinking like all the stuff that autonomy teaches you, you know, the copywriting, you know, you could, if you have a Wi-Fi connection anywhere in the world, you can start latching on to this stuff. So you guys, like, these are the types of things you can look at, you know, look up these terms, lead magnet, copywriting, and see if that's something that you might be able to implement in your life. If you're trying to get more autonomy in your life, if you're trying to find a way out of the rat race or all that stuff, like there's, there are other options, you know, and then I'm definitely moving towards. It. And I've been learning so much from the autonomy course. It's just, it's crazy. What are your thoughts there on are that? a lot of
1: opportunities. You can even be a shadow host. If you want to host in the background, somebody's Zoom meetings for them mm. um, or, you know, podcasts, there's a lot of good things that you can do. It doesn't matter if you can start a business or not.
0: Yeah, definitely. So, and and, and that's another thing too, is like, we were just talking about like affiliate marketing too. Like that's something I've dabbled in a little bit right. is like, if you see somebody that has an offer, so you see something that has something that um, you believe in, then you can actually be someone who sells that you know kind of like a pay it forward type of thing like if you believe in a product like for example you guys like this is something that so this came up in class the other night i'll show you guys this again this isn't like you know meant to be like a, a plug or whatever but it's like it, it'll help you understand what i'm talking about so like um so this uh, we talked about them getting truth trs so this is an affiliate link that i have with this company called Cosiva, right and so what Cosiva does is they send you a link to this uh the store, the storefront that you can order this, this stuff. And this is what they give you right here. So as a, as an affiliate, like I'm like, you know, if I'm sending this out to customers or people that I'm trying to like, they tell them that, Hey, this is a great product. You should, you know, look into purchasing it. And then I send them the, the link. Most people, most affiliates that I've seen that sell this, they have this, whatever, whatever.mycoceva.com address. Right. And it's not very flattering. And it's all the same. Everybody's is exactly the same. So what I did, is I bought this domain name truth TRS and I built this landing page as a layer on top of the thing. And so now and it has all like, it looks like an actual like thing, you know what I mean? And so now when people click on order TRS now, then it takes you to the affiliate link, you know, the storefront that they provide. Nice. So I, I, did, and I did this just like into, I just did this a couple of years ago and I didn't even know, but then like Richard just the other day was talking about how you can get an affiliate link and like build your own like links on top of it. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, oh yeah, that's, like that's that's genius, you know. So you can take take these other things and you can like kind of customize it, I guess you'd say. But uh, anyway, I don't know. It's like putting your like putting your spin on a, on a product or something like that. I don't know.
1: But yeah, just, it's more it's more attractive and more clickable. It makes sense. Nice work. Yeah, You're the genius. You thought of it. <laughs>
0: well, no, I mean it was just it's just like, and then I'm like, I didn't even know that that was a thing, you know. I thought maybe I, I thought maybe I did invent that, but then Richard was talking about like, yeah, you just do this and this and make make your landing page on top of it, which. That's another thing i feel like i need right now is a landing page for the mm-hmm. old the, the old website but uh we'll, we'll get there we'll get there
1: get you some lead so, magnets and landing pages
0: exactly man so and a funnel, so it's very, and a funnel exactly so these are all <laughs> things that um i know that we're, we're we're learning about like currently we've got like four weeks left i feel like this is the yeah. the, the the what is it the home stretch right yeah put on so, your seatbelt. oh boy that's awesome so uh I've, I've talked to several people from the seattle area. And uh, I know that there are lots of people in your your area that are kind of in our in our world. And one of the things I always like to ask them is like, um, have you had any interactions with Bill Gates or the Gates family? Or what are your thoughts on Bill Gates? No?
1: Okay. I haven't. No. I think I've boated past his house, but that's about it. Okay. Uh, I
0: don't know if he's a real person. <laughs> oh, well, th- there's that too. There's that too. That's funny. No Melinda Gates, anything like that?
1: Neither one. No.
0: Okay. I'm it's, kind of a
1: homebody though.
0: Okay, well, I'm gonna give a shout out to my buddy Craig. Craig's like one of the original listeners to to the show. He's he's in Seattle, and he should uh, yeah, he he's all about the freedom cell life. So um, I don't know, you might have run into him over the years or something, but uh, he's uh, his well, he knows somebody who works at a restaurant where that family frequents, and he so he's got some inside uh-huh. dirt. With them. And so it's Interesting. Like, yeah, they're apparently not very good tippers. So Imagine, surprise, that. Surprise. imagine that. Imagine that. They don't that. care about humanity. No, not at all. Not at all. Um, awesome, man. This is so cool. I mean, I'm so, I'm so encouraged to hear, um, hear about like, you know, this curriculum that you're building, like the school, the school teacher thing is like, you know, it's like, okay, what was that like when you were, um, did you, did you feel like kind of saddened that you you went through all this education to achieve this level? And then all of a sudden the world fell apart. And then Mm -hmm. you, did you feel hopeless or or where are you at right now with that? Because it sounds like you have, a plan to take what you learned and really make an impact. I would argue more of an impact yeah. than you would have like working in a classroom, honestly. So yeah. did, did you feel kind of demoralized at first? And, and what has that journey been like?
1: I was, I was really disappointed. So it was for two reasons as a parent and as a newly certificated teacher I was really disappointed in the schools. We went to the school board meeting. So as a parent, we formed a local coalition of parents and, um, we went to the school board so many times and told them, like, get the masks off. This doesn't make any sense. Show us the science that it does make sense if you're really claiming it does. And we will show you the science that it doesn't. And we print, I personally printed out like 15 different studies. Um, and then another member of the coalition made copies and we brought it to school board, gave it to every school board member. Um, and they never really gave us anything to prove that the masks made any sense. Um, so a lot of our kids were unable to go to school um, because of the masks. So that was really disappointing. Um, and then just in terms of education in general, I was disappointed once I went in. From the training, which was great, we learned all the things that I talked about, like kids are supposed to be collaborative and engaged and using manipulatives and um, learning through experience. But then once you go there, it's a lot different. It's the bell system and everything's separate. You learn about math then writing, then science, and it's all separate. Um, So there's so many things wrong with it. But as a teacher, once I realized that they were going to be opening back up And they were going to have masks. I was talking to a local teacher friend. She was actually my son's teacher in first grade. We took a walk around my neighborhood and she was like, You know, we're all, even if we don't agree with the masks, we're all just going to put a united front for the kids. And, you know, that's just what we need to tell them is that it's for their safety. And I was like, I'm not going to be able to do that. And so I was really disappointed. I was so sad. I was not going to be able to use my, um, certificate and be around all the kids. Um, But at the same time, it didn't take that long for me to get excited because there's so many opportunities for it to grow and change and for kids to be able to get the type of education they actually need.
0: That's so awesome. Well, I'm really looking forward to seeing what you end up uh, coming up with in terms of that. You know, I feel Me like, like a, yeah, no, it's, it's going to be, it's going to be awesome. I know there's so many awesome people working in that field already. And have you talked about, have you collaborated with anybody else that's uh, kind of doing similar stuff or?
1: Not really. Um, just been talking to the other homeschool moms and dads cool. that are in autonomy.
0: Cool. Awesome. Uh, let's see. I have one more question about autonomy and then this may be putting you on the spot a little bit, but what is, what, what is your uh, like the thing that stands out to you the most? as like an aha moment or like your favorite little nugget that you've taken from autonomy? Would you say?
1: Um, So I was sort of surprised that this was the case. But for me, like, you know, you mentioned a word earlier, like, I think you said launching, like these little things are like launching you into more um, knowledge and business ideas. For me, the lectures are great. But the most impactful moments for me have been in just little breakout rooms, like with mm-hmm. other students, like we don't really know any more than each other. But when you start talking about your ideas and it's all in the context of what you just learned in the lecture, lecture, everybody's just exploding with ideas and you just um, have these breakthroughs. It's amazing.
0: I agree. I agree. And in fact, this idea that I was telling you about like that, that was at one of our little breakout rooms. I'm like, oh my God, so <laughs> yeah. so, those anyway. breakout rooms
1: are magic. Yeah.
0: Yeah, they really are. Well, you guys, if you, if you, if any of this like sparks your interest, like if you guys like when Rockfin here, for example, you go down to the episode description, there's a little, uh, right here. It says take the autonomy obstacle course and see if Richard Grove's autonomy course is right for you. Maybe I should do some more copywriting, uh, editing there (laughs) and I should use course twice in the same sentence. But anyway, if you feel like you want to, um, check it out, do the obstacle course, click that link, and it'll take you right to the page and you can, to check it out and see if it'll work for you. You know, I can't recommend it enough. It's fantastic. And, and I feel like it's a game changer. Once you're in, you're in for life. So you can keep taking the course, keep meeting the people, keep growing, keep expanding. And, uh, you know, I'm just, you know, super, super grateful. Do um, you have any final thoughts? Any final things that you want to leave us with? Well, like I would say that
1: right now it would be a really good time to do the obstacle course because we're not like coming up on a new season right away so you'd have plenty of time to go through it um it's free it just kind of takes a little bit of time
0: yeah i agree i agree yeah so it's like twice a year it's a 12 week course twice a year in the spring and fall right is that about what it is well now winter ish you know so uh yeah we're winding down season eight so anyway yeah you guys like and if you have any questions reach out to me you know I'll, i'll totally Chat it up with you, let you know anything that, uh, you want to know about my experience with it too. So, um, that's awesome. You guys So Stephanie, tell us where they can find you or any shout outs you want to leave the people with.
1: Um, hmm. I guess. Do
0: you, want, I do, you really want people, do you want people to follow you on Twitter?
1: Yeah, sure. Send them okay. to my Twitter.
0: Okay. Yeah. So there's a link to her Twitter in the episode description and I didn't type in the URL correctly, but it's at good old Ol Steph. Good old Steph on tw- on Twitter, so Steph. she's always retweeting the stuff over here, at rebunked, and I really appreciate it. So that's always very cool.
1: Oh my gosh! And a lady from <laughs> Interpol started following me. I'm what? like, wait, what?
0: <laughs> okay, that means yeah, you're doing something yeah. right. That's awesome.
1: Getting some attention, yeah.
0: I guess so. All right, I and want then of some course,
1: homeschoolers to follow me though.
0: There you go, homeschooler folks. Yeah. Like, yes, if you guys have any ideas or anything, and you want to collaborate with Stephanie, you hit her up on there for sure. And then, of course, Autonomy Unlimited. If you're a content creator or if you're uh, looking for, uh, you know, marketing from people that are on the level, that are on your same team, that are really ha- – like like just the highest of integrity, man. I can't even tell you. So AutonomyUnlimited.com, you know, if you need uh, marketing and all that good stuff. Um, but then, of course, you guys, the flagship Grand Theft World podcast, GrandTheftWorld.com. That's another just great community. You know what I'm saying? Like um, if you guys aren't in there, like that's a great place. That's where you gain access also to all of the um, – you know, all the body of work that like Richard and the team have done, you know, the uh, underground history of America, uh, like all all that stuff, man, like the the um, Tony's logic course, Tony Myers logic course like that alone is like worth like multiple years worth of subscriptions to like I took that a couple months ago and just like, dude, I learned so much. I had no idea about any of that stuff. I'm like, this is what we were deprived with in school, like learning about this and the fact that they denigrate philosophy. It's like, oh, that's just mumbo jumbo nonsense that like, you know, you'll never use in your life when it's like, ah, after going through that logic course, it's like, this is like everything, Mm -hmm. you you know, it's so frustrating. So anyway, you guys can regain all your autonomy back by, you know, just kind of just getting involved, man, getting involved in the whole, the whole scene here. So, all right. Well, Stephanie, thank you so much for joining me tonight. I really, really appreciate it. It's so funny because both of us, like we were like originally going to go on at like was it seven o'clock Eastern time? And it was like, can yeah. we go like eight Eastern time? And it was like eight 15. Cause like, as Richard always says, triggering complexities, we were having a lot of complexities being triggered in each one of our lives. And it was like, and for me, I was like scrambling, trying to get everything set up. And, I think Stephanie's cat puked or something like Uh, like their
1: dog. You asked for extra time and I (laughs) was like, yes,
0: thank you. So so that's how we do it, man. When things start going off the rails, that's when we're like highest functioning. That's what I'm saying. So, all right, Stephanie. Well, thank you so much. I really, really appreciate it. And if you don't mind, stick around for just a sec, but I'm going to end the stream. But anyway, you guys, rebunk.news, autonomyunlimited.com, and then follow the link in the description to do the obstacle course. And we'll catch you next time. Peace.